Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. Liverpool have, for the time being, returned to the top of the Premier League following a 2-0 win at Burnley. Darwin got us off to the best start by finally ending his recent scoring drought, but the points weren't sealed until the last minute when substitute Diogo Jota packed a late Boxing Day punch to show us exactly what we've been missing these last few weeks. The margin of victory should have been bigger, but some inspired goalkeeping, coupled with some wastefulness in the final third and some pitiful refereeing, kept the score respectable. I'm Chris Smith, and to talk through this one, I've got Ian Brown and the editor at LiverpoolWay.co.uk, Dave Usher. Dave, your boy might have got us off the mark tonight, but boy, it's good to have Jota the Slotter back. Yeah, it is. Like, I should have been running to this podcast like the ultimate warrior, sprinting down to the ring tonight. Darwin scoring, we go back to the top of the table, you know, big three points after two draws. And it, it's the, the shine's just being taken off it completely by all that VAR bullshit. It's just... It's got to go. It's just horrendous. It's, the, it's just spoiling so many games. But I, I think like it's it's making me view our performance in a bit more of a negative light than I should do. Because it, it's kind of like we've made hard work of that. But really, if the second goal gets given when it when it, it should have been, we may go on to win that like 5 or 6 nil. You know, at that, that point in the game, if we'd have got a second yeah. goal then. And then we get the another goal early in the second half... And again, that's like setting us up perfectly to then just run away with it. And that doesn't happen. And then straight away we're under pressure. And they could have equalised. You had the chance when um, the substitute headed over the bar. And like the game then becomes in the balance, through not really through any fault of our own. But like I do think we've got to be better against a team like that because they were fucking horrendous. And they yeah. were there for the taking. And it just felt like... Okay, disallowed goals that have, have not helped, but I also felt like we were maybe cruising a little bit when it's like get to three, four nil up and then cruise. But overall, you know, Darwin's got a goal. We got the points, we're top of the league, so yeah, it's it's all good, isn't it? And we've got like a week until the next game now. So I also think tired legs may have slowed us down a little bit in that game. You know, we have played quite a lot of games. Um Endo's played like think five games in 12 days whatever it is he's he's played most of them he's not played 90 minutes but he's played like quite a lot of those games showed towards the end with him yeah i thought he started sloppy. to run out of gas and then he goes and wins that yeah. tackle to, to make the second mm-hmm. goal because like, he'd had a couple of sloppy passes just before that hadn't he and i said that to me dad i was like i think fatigue's getting um, catching up with, with enzo a little bit here because he'd been playing really well again another good game and then <clears throat> just started to, to get a little bit scrappy but there he is, like throwing himself into that tackle to to set up the second goal. So, yeah, well done, Enzo. And now he's got like a well earned rest until till the Newcastle game. Yep, good stuff. Um, Brownie, as Dave said, we, in my mind, we had we scored four legitimate goals tonight, um, mm. and I played some decent stuff at times. I thought, how, how did you see tonight's game? Yeah, I thought the general performance was good. If it was like around the golf, you'd probably say Tita Green played really well, but the putting was shit. I'm probably going to tee Dave up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass my right to to you in a minute. But no, I was just getting really frustrated at how we just lacked that ruthlessness that you need. Like They were awful, to, just yeah. to echo what Dave said. They, they are not a Premier League team, honestly. I mean, when you look at the, the team sheet before the game, I was I haven't like, heard of most of their team. I'm like, who are the fuck are, who are these, the bums? 
And then when you see them play, you're like, yeah, they are bums. And we've got to be doing better in games like that. We have to be. If I mean, everything points to us being in a title race. If you just look at it on a piece of paper and you don't watch the games and everything, you know, everything there tells you we've got a chance of winning the league. But if you seriously want to be winning leagues, you've got to put that game to bed well earlier. There's no way we should have been as nervous as we were going into the last few minutes. I know we can right. talk about the VAR stuff, and that that's fair enough. Um, but you've, you've got to just put those chances away. I was getting really frustrated. Like, when Diaz missed that 1v1, honestly, like, I, I can't remember the last time I reacted. I'm, I'm jumping up, like, what are you doing? Just put the fucking ball in the back of the net. They just need to... I don't know. It's it's that from free, and it like getting Jota back is massive because we all know we can finish. Yeah. As soon as he mm-hmm. came on the pitch, you're thinking, please let the next chance fall to him. And and then <laughs> the irony is that wasn't even really a chance, was it? You could probably point to the goalkeeper shouldn't get beat from that angle, but mm. Jota yeah. does that a lot, and the fact though, doesn't he? Diaz almost fucked it up as well. When yeah. that, it was like another. He should have took the shot on. Like, for, for me, I yeah. mean, it might look like a good assist the way he's chopped it a little bit, but no, like. If he's full of confidence and he's somebody you're expecting to score loads of goals, there's no way he passes in that position. Yeah. Jota wouldn't have passed to him. Jota almost way. got tackled. It, it wasn't a, a great pass. Like it could easily have been a tackle. Or he could have went down for a pen because he got yeah. clipped, didn't he? he? Just got got to it, but he wanted to score the goal, so he took it on. Um, yeah. But now, like I, I don't know. I, I think our league position belies a little bit of what I'm seeing with my eyes. I know Paul's spoken about it quite a lot recently. But I don't think we're very convincing. I think a lot of that's just due, due to the fact that we're going through that process. That you it have is, to. though. It, you, you, no, 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 Villa's three points behind us. If they win tonight, they're they go level. The two oh, they're winning tonight. They're 2 0 up. Oh, yeah. there you go. So <laughs> you're saying that about us, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not disagreeing, but like. What are you going to say that Villa are really convincing? But no, it's City. On the same it's, point. For me, City will go on a mad run. I, I know they're not convincing, but they don't. They do this a lot, City. They, they flatter to deceive a lot, and then they go on a mad one once you know you get Christmas out the way. They 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 can easily get ten wins in a row. Like I've I've seen yeah. this movie before. Yeah, that, so have I, but they've never been this sloppy in the the first half of the season. They have. They have. They've got more points at this stage than they had last year. After really, I'm sure I saw. Yeah, I saw a comparison of the league tables like two days ago, and oh, they have yeah. more points at this stage than they did last year. Okay, I'll stand down on that one then. But yeah. but even then, I mean, they're used to getting what nine, at least ninety points. So it's not you're not going to need that many, are you? We're on course to get what 84, 85 points, and yeah. we probably won't get that many. I don't think, to be honest. So they're not going to have to like go on one. Do of you them not think we'll be better in the second half of the season? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think we will. It might be one of those where it's just the team that grinds out the title yeah. rather than, you know, that is impressing incredibly with their football. Could so be. We'll, uh, but I do think we'll get better. We always get better in the second half of the season. And we've got players who are out of form who, you know, quite conceivably they could start playing well and that changes everything. And I'm specifically talking about the forwards, you know, Saying that, like they have still scored a lot of goals, <laughs> despite like the criticism, which is you know it's mm-hmm. justified. But it's not like that, you know. These are rich people problems that we're talking about. You look at like some other teams, and like I'm, I'm we're like criticizing this and criticizing that, and we're doing it from like top of the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nitpicking. Yeah. As yeah. we know that, we know that we're nitpicking. But <laughs> I'm desperate for us to win the league. I've said this for many years now. I want to win the league. I want to celebrate it with my mates. So yeah. I'm probably gonna be. 
on edge about every single little thing. And because you know, it's it, there for us, it's this it, is the year see, to do it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, we're going to get edgy and we're going to overanalyze things because it is wide open. It's like it's a real chance for us to do it. Yeah. So I just want to clarify that point I made about um, City having more points. It's actually incorrect. You were right initially. It was just oh, I'll the stand time back of up. year. <laughs> yeah, stand back up. It's just because there was less games played by this time last year because of the World Cup. Yeah. But when you look at the amount of games played, it's uh, they have five more points than they did this time last year. Sorry, they have five more points last year than yeah. they do this year. So I apologise for, for dicing you. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sunny the on the dog's arse in days. <laughs> yeah. Um, so should we um, should we sort of dive into the game itself then? Hang um, on, that's not then... an apology when you follow it up with a snide little dig like that. <laughs> I almost I missed that then, get... you cheeky bastard. Yeah. I'm not... <laughs> it's like the worst not apology well. ever. <laughs> not very well, leave me alone. It's, it's yeah, hard, I'll it's hard showing any humility around you. Like everybody else, I can that's I'll be the first to Should we talk about Darwin's goal? <laughs> Yeah, right. So I knew this is what we were coming to. I, I was prepared to come on this pod tonight, full of sort of like, you can't, you can't be an elite strike. No, no elite striker goes thirteen games without a goal while playing in a top team. It just doesn't happen. And then five minutes in tonight, he scores. You know, with a with a really really great finish, one of his better goals for us so far. Yeah, I, only thing on that is he's done that a few times and it's hit the post. It's really fine margins that that we're talking about. So. It's like if we can say, "Oh yeah, great finish," but then criticise when he's not scoring and he's in the woodwork. I just, as said, it's a statistical anomaly. It wasn't a normal thirteen-game stretch where he, he's not looked like scoring. You know, some of that's bad finishing, some of it's really bad luck. And I wasn't worried about that. I was just getting pissed off constantly having to answer questions about it. So now that's over. Uh, hopefully, he can go on a bit of a run, start start scoring regularly. Uh, I didn't think he played great tonight either. He was he was all right, but really nice goal. Um, nice little link up with Gakpo. I thought Gakpo looked sharp in the first half, kind of faded a little bit in the second half. But yeah, um, we'd be probably talking about Gakpo in a different light if that goal had stood as well, which it mm-hmm. should have done because that was a lovely strike. You know, just yeah. really really nice finish that. Like and he did look sharp in the first half, but combination of like good goalkeeping, some. Slack finishing and a scandalous disallowed goal meant it was only 1-0, which is like, how is it only 1-0 against these? It was so bad. You know, the thing with them, there's like the shit teams who come up, like Sheffield United are shit, Luton are shit, although Luton are kind of, they've proven me wrong to some extent. The thing with Luton, they're shit, but they're feisty. You know, no one's rolling them over. They're in every game. Because the way they play, you know, the battle and the hard to break down and the good from set pieces, all the things that Burnley used to be. But now Burnley are like just this fancy Dan, let's play it out from the back. And it worked for them in the championship. They ran away with it. They were brilliant. But those players are not good enough to do that in the Premier League. And there was that one when like when Darwin probably should have scored. And I'm like, what the hell are they mm. doing? What is that? What are you trying to do? You know... To try to do that against a team like us who are known for like really, you know, a high press, we're really good at winning the ball back, and you're trying to play like that. I'm like, what? What's that all about? You know, that's just arrogance from company. And um, yeah, they you can't play that kind of football with the players that they've got. Uh, they're definitely going to go down, and they're also going to have games where, unlike Sheffield, well, say that Sheffield United got beat like eight 0 didn't they? But 
general, I think under Chris Wilder now, their games, they're going to be fairly close games. They're competitive. Luton, every game Luton play is like really competitive. They might lose, but it's usually by like the odd goal. Those teams are going to scrap and fight and get points. I just think Burnley are going to like, they're still going to pick up points. They had a good win at the weekend. When they lose, I think they're going to lose heavily quite a bit just because of the way they're playing. And that's where the frustration was today. Is like that was a real opportunity for us to just go and like fill our boots there, like a hat trick yeah. for Darwin, you know, maybe Diaz coming off the bench and getting one, Mo getting his customary goal. That was all on the table for that game today, and it's not it's not really turned out like that. The one I really feel sorry for is Harvey. He's been totally screwed out of like a really nice goal there. Like just that's mm. really bothering me because you know Harvey loves a goal, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um. Brainy, there were opportunities for us to go further ahead in, in that first half. Almost immediately after the goal, um, the keeper does make an excellent save from that sort of instinctive jab from Mo. Uh, and then the other two forwards have some chances as well. Gakpo blasted over. Um, Diaz had the sorry, Nunez has the chance that Dave just mentioned where he kind of dallied a little bit and then tried the back heel and it didn't quite work out. Um, but I was pretty confident that the goals were going to come and it was going to be sort of a really good night for us in terms of finding our mojo again and it didn't quite materialise for a number of reasons. Yeah, that that was the frustrating thing was you, you felt like if we got the second goal then the floodgates will open because that's mm. one thing that's happened to Burnley all year. If they concede two, their arse goes and then the, you know it just gets completely out of control for them. But any game of football... In the Premier League, if you're only winning by one goal, it just takes a set piece, just something daft. I mean, when you've got Paul Tini ref in the game, yeah. then that, that in itself is a risk that you don't want to have when you're only winning by one goal. So it's just really frustrating not to get that second goal. I mean, when Harvey scored that one, I was like, that's it, game over, happy yeah. days. And I didn't for one second think there'd be anything. I mean, I didn't really notice Mo in no. that situation with it at all, to be honest, until I saw the replay. And then, I don't know, what, what one should we talk about first? We probably need to talk about the first disallowed goal, don't we? Because, yeah. I mean, both of them are scandalous. Yeah. Like, that first one, because that's, that happens even earlier. And as I say, that goes in and that game's completely over. And we do fill our boots. Yeah. We can probably make changes a little bit earlier. Um, getting more people, you know, in terms of the freshness and everything. And it's just ridiculous. Like, what the fuck are they playing at? Like, there's no contact whatsoever. None. There's one camera angle where it looks like there might be. But mm. the whole point of the technology... And all this, you know, we've got loads of cameras from different angles. We'll look at it at another, diff- another angle. I know that people would say you don't want to spend too too long looking at it. But even that side, you're like, no, I'm not sure about that. So have a look at it from the other side. Like, there is no contact whatsoever. He, he did That's look at it, though, didn't he? Uh, the, the VAR did look at it from different angles. So there's no excuse for it. Because he did. He saw, he, he saw what we saw. And, like, there's two things on that. Like, firstly... I don't really blame Tierney for seeing that as a free kick on first view because it kind of I seen like oh he's gone I down do. and Darwin's there maybe that's a foul, so I, I can understand the referee who's got one look at it thinking yeah that looks like a foul. So that, I'm okay with that even though Tierney screwed us over so many times. Maybe he doesn't need to blow the whistle. Maybe he should just leave that to VAR. Don't blow and then if it's a clear foul, then they can say because once you've blown exactly. the whistle they're gonna lean lean towards whatever the referee's given. So. Slight issue with the fact he blew the whistle when he probably didn't need to. But I can understand why he maybe thought that was a foul. But when you see those replays, there's nothing in it. And the clearest part of all 
is the reaction of their player. He does not appeal for a free kick in any way. The ball goes in and he just puts both hands to his head like because yeah. they've conceded. Mm-hmm. He's not thinking for one second, I've been fouled. Because if he did, he'd have been appealing for it and screaming. If he'd have been fouled, he'd have been running to the referee and going, that's a foul. Like, he was like, oh, shit. And then the whistle goes. And they're all, they all look and they're like, what's that? And then like he points and he gives the free kick and just totally gets them out of jail. But Simon Hooper's got like slow motion replays from whatever angle he wants. He can see that there is no contact. It's not one of those where there's a bit of contact and the player goes down. There's nothing in it at all. It's just not a foul. He should be saying to Paul Tierney, no, it's not really a foul. Go and have a look. And then if Tierney goes and has a look and he still says, no, it's a foul, well, then we can just blame Tierney for it. It's completely on him. I think that's more like 75% on on Hooper, 25% Mm -hmm. on Tierney, that first one. Yeah, it's almost like he's gone like, the VAR's gone, well, there wasn't any contact. Should we disallow it anyway? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Well, this is this uh, is the referee who's gone, well, there wasn't any contact, should have just sent Jota off anyway. In the, the time <laughs> so, you know, he's, he's got form for it, hasn't it, Simon Hooper? Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you want to do you want to tackle the other one then, Brownie? Because the second half started uh, quite quietly, but we were building some some nice little bits of pressure. They couldn't really get out, and we were knocking it around a bit better. And um, the ball up ends up in the net from Harvey. Really nice little one-two between him and Gravenberg. So I thought Harvey did like really well to just not. He was really intelligent. He he kind of just let the defenders pass him and just hung out in that space. And it was a lovely finish. And in my mind, like. I know you guys have other issues with this decision, but like, if that goalkeeper had go-go gadget arms and fucking binoculars, he wasn't getting anywhere near that. Yeah, he's not getting so there. It's, it's but, a fucking but, joke. Yeah, and they seem to ignore that, don't they? They ignore the fact that mm-hmm. all of his body weight is going one way, so there's no chance that he's got time because it happens so quickly and it's so close to the goal. Yeah. The goalie hasn't got time to adjust his weight and then go back the other way. So if if there was no player there, there was no chance he was ever saving it. But then the, the thing that makes it worse is the fact that Mo is only there because he gets pushed. And yeah. I've heard after the game them saying, yeah, it's a push, but it's not enough for the foul. How's that not a foul? Are you telling me yeah. the cross comes in, you know, and someone's ready to head the ball in and then someone pushes him like that? You'd give a foul because it could. is a foul. You it can't could. just push people like that. That is a foul. It would in, be the softest penalty of all time, but you could give it because technically he pushes him. So you yeah. can't you can't say it's you can, not you enough can't be a penalty, job's worth but it's enough. It, yeah, exactly. exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it is. You can't be a job's worth and disallow the goal when you could just be a job's worth and give a penalty because he does exactly. put two hands on him and he pushes him. And that's the only reason he's offside. And as yeah. you say, the goalkeeper's not going to get that. But once again, I'm having to defend Paul Tierney again here simply because when he goes to the screen... They didn't show him the push. They just showed mm-hmm. him a load of still photos from Moby and offside, and the ball, like at the, the angle where he's blocking the goalkeeper, the angle from the side where he's offside. They showed him all that. Now, unless I've missed it, I was watching it and I'm screaming at the TV. I'm going, show him the push, show him the push, and he never. And now they'll say, well, he doesn't need to show him the push because what we just said there about it's not enough for a penalty, so therefore the push is irrelevant. Well, it's not irrelevant because the only reason he's offside is because he got pushed into an offside position. In the rules, though, it is. If they deem that not to be a foul, then it doesn't matter that he knocked him offside. So deem it to be a foul, then. Deem it to be a foul and play the advantage because we scored. That's the simple simple answer to that. It's like, well, we're not giving a penalty, but it was a push. It's It's a foul, 
but he scored, so we didn't need to make a decision on that. That's it's as simple as that. Yeah. It, it's like you know, Klopp said afterwards it was people who've never played the game, and that's how they're coming to that. It's not people who haven't played the game, it's not because of that, it's just because they're knobheads. Well, it's definitely not because that girl who played the game as a goalkeeper on the panel on Prime yeah. was, <laughs> was suggesting that she agreed with the decision. Yeah. Fucking knobhead. And then she hit herself and Klopp glared <laughs> at her and said, you what? And then she said, oh, no, no, tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek. And then was like, no, I actually do think that after he'd gone. <laughs> but that's a, goalkeeper's just... union, isn't it? So, Yeah. Dan, Dan, If Dan was on, he'd probably defend the goalie. Oh, tough one for Dan. <laughs> Over having a go at a yeah. referee, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Have a go at Mr. Yeah. Tierney or defend the goalkeeper. <laughs> Hobson's choice. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's just that they're continuing on from what you guys are saying. It's their complete inability to apply any common sense to these rules whatsoever, yeah. which they can do in other sports, which kind of makes it work. Like, you know, in the NFL, you have the uncatchable ball and it's not pass yeah. interference because he was never going to catch it anyway. Yeah. It's the exact same principle here with that goalkeeper because he's not getting near it, but they can't do that because they're, you know, they've either, they've not been empowered to think on their feet and they're such fucking little bureaucrats that they... Little traffic warden bastards. The, g- yeah. the game doesn't help itself though. Like, it really fucking does me head in. I don't know if you saw Vincent Company afterwards and they asked him about it. And how easy is it for him to just turn around and go, yeah, it's a terrible decision, that, and, you know, we've got lucky. He turns around and he goes, yeah, Buffard screwed us over a few times this season as well. So, you know, that really does my head in. That's partly why we are Mm. where we are, that people can't just, like, accept it. They've lost the game 2-0. What difference does it make if he just comes out and is honest and goes, I'd be fuming if that was given against my team? It doesn't make any difference, but he can't say it. Bull it fucking does me head in. I despise Vincent Company. I absolutely fucking despise him. I can't even look at him in his fucking suit jacket and his baseball cap. He just, oh, he winds me right up. Come on, go to town. Why? What's? It's just everything just, just about Just let him. it rip. It's just his stupid fucking head. He looks like the... Um, that episode of The Simpsons and Ken Griffey Jr. gets injected with something on his head just all swells up. <laughs> but like he yeah. really well, pissed me didn't... off when um it was after the Tottenham game and he come out and he was like, Well, you know, they, they make mistakes, these things happen and literally the week after they were on the wrong end of something and he was kicking off and whining and I'm like, You fucking twat. Last week was the chance for it for everyone to stand together and say, This isn't good enough. Something needs to be done and they didn't. They were all like looking after themselves, going, Oh yeah, well, you know, it wasn't us that got screwed, so I'll just defend the refs. Fuck Vincent Company, the fucking Man City twat. <laughs> Scores fucking one goal in his career. Yeah, that fucking goal fucking against Leicester. Trick. Not bad. Fucking yeah. Did you see his fucking well, coat today as well? I, I saw his coat. What Some, do you like about his coat? All the metal on it. Like when he's doing that, that oh, stupid okay. fucking interview, someone should have just had a big fucking magnet and just fucking dragged him away, the twat. <laughs> I thought you couldn't stand to look at him and you know what all his fucking clothes are like. That's what the camera kept fucking going on and what do you want me to do? <laughs> look away. I did look away, it's but you it. still see him. You've got to know that he's there. Unless they give me some warning. Like, he's going to come on the screen now, look away. But they're not doing that, are they? Like they do for really, like, harrowing scenes on the news. Yeah, well, like... <laughs> uh, yeah. Or sometimes, you know, like, when uh, you're watching something and they'll, like, 
I'm not, I'm not even going to say this because I know what, where Brownie's going to go if I say this. I want to like depixelate something out. Brownie's going straight down the Japanese porn route if I mention this. Get my laptop out here. <laughs> but no, I, you know, like what they used to say about like Luke Chadwick's face should be like pixelated out, like when the, the camera goes on him. But uh, he's grown into his face now, by the way, Luke Chadwick. I've seen like a really? picture of him not that long ago, and he, he looks fine him. now. You know, considering how he was like when he was young, he was fucking horrendous, wasn't he? But like, he's grown into his face. He just looks oh, like a yeah, normal he fella. Bit, yeah, he? yeah. Just looks like a normal fella now. Good luck to him. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Yeah, he was a shocker though, wasn't mm-hmm. he? He was. Yeah, he's bad. looking good. Good on you, Luke. <laughs> Happy for him. There's hope for you, yeah, right. Brownie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Sorry, I'm still so, on the porn here. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Doesn't so regardless matter. The, about it. the uh the uh, the goal is chalked. Yeah, moving swiftly on. The the goal is chalked off, and from that point on, it it becomes it gives them a lift, it gives the players a lift, it gives the crowd a lift, and all of a sudden they have some incentive. It's almost like they scored pretty much. Yeah. Um, everybody's up and for the next 15 minutes it gets like really really uncomfortable after that brownie and you're thinking there's probably going to be some kind of sting in the tail here and we're going to be looking back at this game and thinking how the fuck did we not win this yeah there could have been as well they had a couple of chances didn't he I mean they didn't you know when you look at the stats at the end they actually didn't even have a shot on target did they so you would think they've not created anything but they had that one where the lad didn't know a lot about it. I think he needed it, and then it just hit Darwin, didn't it? it was, that was really close to the goal as well. It was about five yards out, so it was lucky that that just took that deflection. That's the thing, isn't it? That's all it takes if you're just winning a game by one goal. It just takes great defending by Darwin. I think yeah, <laughs> great block. Yeah, it just takes one it. moment like that, and that's the frustrating thing for me. That's where we need to just develop as a team, where you d- don't even put yourself in that position. Yeah. Don't allow yourself to be there. That's the main thing. Definitely. And were you worried, Dave? Yeah, I was. I was very worried just purely because we'd had the two goals disallowed, which was then making me think this is going to be one of those where like, we're all kicking off over it and everyone's telling us, oh, just get over it. It's like shit happens and all that. But yeah. it would have just been like such a massive miscarriage of justice. And you could see it coming. thought, yeah, we're going to end up like conceding here like, with a couple of minutes to go and end up like dropping two points. And we'll just be thinking about it for the rest of the season. But, you know, thankfully, like, Jota comes on and does what Jota does. But, yeah, for it was it was hairy for, like, 10, 15 minutes. They played some good football. Tell you what, that lad on the left wing was good. He barely had a touch for, like, about an hour. But when they finally managed to get the ball to him, he looked really lively. Yeah. That one when he just, like, ran past three of our players. And oh, then no, that done my head in that, It though. was shit defending, but he, Yeah, but he's still got to get out of it, hasn't he? He did really know, well. Like, just uh, a shot at the end wasn't good. But the lad who he's come in for, he was really good, that Coley show, and he's out for the season. And then they've just brought this kid in who's like looks like a carbon copy of him. But that's basically all they've got going for them is like whoever, whatever kid's playing on the left wing because there's not really anything else, is there? Um, mm. But yeah, they did have that, that little spell. Uh, I think it was, it was that kid... Who put the cross in for the uh, the header that went over as well, wasn't he? He he got down the left, he skinned Trent, and then he went past Dom and put that ball to the back post. So yeah, he was dangerous. Him might be worth keeping an eye on him. Looks a decent player. Pick the bones. Yeah. 
But I didn't think that I didn't necessarily think that the substitutes helped us either. I mean, two of our most effective performers on the night, I thought, were Elliot and Gakpo. Brownie, I'm not sure if if you go along with that. And uh, the Sobersly and Diaz came on, neither of of whom are in any sort of form at the moment. Um, Curtis came on for Gravenberch as well, but I think it was another one of those nights where the initial three subs didn't really sort of help us upset the balance of the team a little bit, and it was coincided with the period in the game where we did look a little bit ropey. There's a bit of a bit of a theme with that as well, isn't it? Felt like the same in the yeah. last game where the subs killed us and didn't help us. Now he's been doing it all year, hasn't he? It's almost like pre-planned. Once it gets to a certain yeah, like is, moment yeah. in the game, he'll do a triple substitution, and you know you can't argue with it based on the results because it's working and players do look fresh. But sometimes someone's just having a good game. Like, can you not change it up a little bit? Like Harvey. Yeah. He, Harvey. I look, he's Harvey because. I mean, he's been having a massive impact from the bench and we've all been making the point, and rightly so, that when he starts, he seems to struggle a little bit. But I thought he played really well today. So yeah. why would you not look at that and go, do you know what? Think about the bigger picture, how good it's going to be for Harvey to get 90 minutes under his belt with a really good performance. So we'll go against what we've planned and just change it up a little bit. Uh, that would have been nice to have seen that, I thought. Or even 80 and minutes. Just yeah, don't take him off that early. Yeah, and I thought Gakpo did do quite well, actually. It was interesting. He was more on the left one. He was down and yeah. down the middle. Um, and he w- he just lacks a bit of pace, doesn't he? Can you imagine how good he'd be if he, if he had, like, Darwin's pace? Oh. <laughs> Not saying it. <laughs> okay. that, I thought that pass he played through to Mo when Mo volleyed it against oh, the ball that was, was lovely. fucking phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. It was quality. But he did. Uh, I, I agree on the subs. I think the, the obvious change needed to be Curtis for Gravenberch. Gravenberch had done all right in the first half, I but he'd, he he'd, okay. sort, he'd sort of faded, and it was the right time to make that change. But I didn't think we needed to make a triple change, especially because it's a week until we've got another game. You're not protecting people for a game at the weekend or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I thought that was. It didn't help. It, it definitely didn't help. I thought Curtis was, was okay. Dom was like, I don't know, he's, he, he did some good things, but he's just not quite there, is he? He's playing very safely, isn't he, Dom? Yeah. You, can, you can tell he's a player who's not in form and he's yeah. trying to battle through it because when players are in form, they, they take that riskier pass, don't they? He's doing lots of safe stuff. You can tell he's thinking, I just need to just try and get through this spell. Mm. That, that, the, uh, and, you know, his performances are showing that as well. It's, he it's did a, it, a lovely ball out to the left. I think I think it was to Gomez. He just pinged one over yeah, the crossbar. That, that was a nice ball. But the shooting chance he had, and he just sliced it wide. So, oh, that was that was an opportunity there. Even then, mm-hmm. he should have played it through to Darwin before he took the extra touch and, and had a shot. The through ball was I on if he played it early, but you know, once you don't play it, then he's he's running yeah. offside. So, right, yeah, and his decision making has been has not been yeah, good lately, yeah, at all. Um, and Bernie, what did you think of Diaz, though, boys? What, what did you make? I thought he was okay today. I thought he looked a little bit more like himself, other than the mischance. Not for me, just no. more of the mm. same. I thought it's. Yeah. I mean, it's a funny game in it, in the sense that that one that I moaned about before, where he's just straight at the keeper. If he slots that one away, things look totally different, don't mm. they? That, that's just how the game goes. But that he, he needs to be better in those moments, that, and he's only really going to get that confidence back by doing that. But I've said from from the start, to be fair with Diaz, the concern I have is the amount of goals. Is he someone who's going to score you the same amount of goals that Sadio did? I know it's not a fair comparison because Sadio was a bit of a one-off, but at the end of the day, he's replaced the money, so naturally you're going to look at it in that way. He's got to produce the same kind of things that we got from him, and he's, he's just not doing it. Mm. 
I think he has the I think he has the potential to 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 get fifteen to twenty goals a season. So do I. And earlier in the season, he was kind of contributing. You know, he was chipping in with goals, wasn't he? So yeah. and to start of last season, he was brilliant until he got injured. I think. Yeah, but he does that. He has little spells, doesn't he? And and then he'll yeah. go completely quiet. For, I mean, how long is it since he's scored? I don't know. Or how many goals has he got in say the last? He 10 scored games, at, like at Luton, didn't he? Got the come on, got the equalizer yeah. at Luton. I think like, I want to stick up for him a bit here because I thought when he first came in, I thought he was great. Like the the first few months he was here, he gave us a real boost. He looked dead sharp, exciting player. Didn't score as many goals as we maybe would have liked, but overall, yeah, good sign, and he's brought something to the team. Exciting, looking forward to seeing what he can do. He starts the next season, and he's our best player. I know everyone else was shit, really. You know the way we started the season was bad, but he wasn't. Like I, I, we said the other night, Chris, remember about he was one who still had the eye of the tiger when nobody else did. Yeah. He was doing really well. He scored some goals. Like think back to the. The game when Darwin got sent off against Palace, Diaz basically just grabbed that team by the scruff of the neck and was like, we're not losing this game. And he got us back into it with that brilliant goal. But it wasn't just the goal, everything he did in that game. Like, yeah, he's really stepping up. His form's good. He's, he's like, he's scoring goals, he's dangerous. And then he, he, get, he gets injured. And he's never been the same since the injury. But, you know, that does happen. Sometimes it takes a long time to get it back. But I don't want to rewrite history for what he was like before the injury because he was he was on an upward curve, and he hadn't scored enough goals. But there was enough there to think it's coming. He is he's gradually starting to score more, and then this season he's not been great. But he did start the season and he scored a few goals, so he just needs to get his form back, and and then everything else will take care of itself. Hopefully, whether he'll end up scoring as many as Sadio used to, who knows? Possibly not. But I do think like he was on track until he got that bad injury, and then you know it's it's taken a lot out of him. Whether he whether he I don't gets think that he back, looks like know. a noticeably like different player though, does he? Like you know sometimes injuries. He's not going past anyone though. Yeah, but that's what's that got to do with you? Like speed, th- just that extra explosion. I don't think he looks slower though. Is my point? I, I agree. He's not taking people on. He keeps just like. He goes to do it, then he stops, and then he just lays the ball inside. And because then maybe he knows to do something. he's just not got that confidence in himself. Maybe he it, could, it could be maybe a confidence thing, but not a physical yeah, thing. I, I, don't I, know. I don't know. But it, there's a, there's a long history of it. Now. That's all he does, isn't it? It's like he gets the ball, he, and then he knock, the first time he just knocks it back inside. Yeah. Like, who knows what he's being told to do? But you'd think he was so effective for us when he, when he was taking people on. Yeah, that that's his I game. Don't why I, wanna, I yeah. don't think it's a deliberate thing. I just think it's... He's not. He's he's not being able to do it, and maybe his confidence has taken a knock, so he maybe doesn't try it as much now. But you know, there's so many examples of like when players get like even Virgil, it, he he came back and I thought he was fine when he first came back, but last season he wasn't, and it, it, they deal with stuff that like we don't even know about. Like remember Virgil done that interview and he was talking about what he had to do to actually get out on the pitch, mm. you know, or like the treatment he had to have just mm. to be able to go out and play. So who knows? Maybe Diaz is, is having issues with the knee, you know, because he, he had to have two operations on it. The first one didn't clear it up. He has to have another operation. So maybe he's just still after effects from that, and he's just got to get himself like totally free of all of that and get his confidence back. And I don't know. It might take a while. Who knows? It might not be until next season until until he gets his form totally back. Hopefully not. You know, hopefully it's confidence and maybe like a goal or two. 
suddenly get to spring in a step again. And all of that is completely fair, but it comes back to the point I made earlier. I'm like, we haven't got time for this, lad. You need to do it now. And that's why maybe patience is going to be in a little bit shorter supply than it should be because of that. And it's understandable that that's how how they're going to think. Hopefully now Jota's back, the the burden won't be on Diaz as much to to chip in. Um, But, you know, I want to lay off him a little bit as well because I'm not his biggest fan. Like I've I've been saying almost since the beginning that I don't think he's like like for like as good as Sadio and that's a that's a hard act to follow and it's not his fault but that's the standard that as Brownie said he's replacing him so that's the standard we expect from his replacement is to carry on and do the same things but yeah. that footage of him on the bench oh. after he got taken off on Saturday was like really fucking saddening yeah and it just makes you, sometimes just makes you think that like we all criticise these players. And praise them when necessary. We criticise these players, almost forgetting that they're like human beings with yeah. the same sort of um, emotions and disappointments and hopes that we all have. And so, you know, it's just nice to kind of like just take stock a little bit and think, you know, be a bit more supportive, I guess, yeah. Brainy. No, that's fair. Like, I agree with that. But then when he misses a chance again, I'm going to be fucking fuming <laughs> with him. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about, we got onto Diaz, but we were talking about um, Gravenberch, and I wanted to talk to you about him specifically, because you were gung-ho on assigning him. Um, I just wanted to sort of touch base with you already on how you think he's done so far. Is he living up to your expectations? And do you think he's been, he has, has been so far and will be a good signing for us? Uh, I think he's been okay so far. No more than that. I, I thought his cameo on the weekend was absolutely <laughs> disgraceful. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Oh, my God. Um, I, I have no doubts that he's going to be a top player. No doubts whatsoever. You even saw, like, did you see that little turn? Where when he got did, did he get him booked? Did the lad get booked for yeah. that? Oh, I can't remember, but yeah. he just skinned he him, him with he one little touch. He grabbed him and dragged him down. Brilliant. Yeah, that was like a rugby tackle, mm-hmm. wasn't it? That kind of thing, like, although it looks like one little moment that that's not an easy thing to do there's not a lot of players who are able to just take someone out like that with one turn he's got that ability he can run i think he's you can tell he's a young lad who's still learning the game like sometimes he's a bit gangly in he and he gets a ball stuck under his feet when you think he's clear to someone and then it gets strapped under and he, he's learning the game i have no doubt whatsoever that when he learns this system that he's playing in and he gets a bit more experience under his belt, he's going to fly. But you have to go through the, this process with the young players, don't you? You, yeah. you can't expect them to just go in and the progress just all goes one way. They have they have like bumps. It's the same with Dom, I suppose. Similar age, aren't they, actually? Like, I think Gravenberg's 21, Dom's 22. That, mm. That's the mad thing with these players. You can't expect them to just come in and just be really consistent. They've replaced players, really, who were... What towards the late twenties, early thirties, like really experienced players who are more consistent. These lads aren't gonna be as consistent, but you'd argue that the ceiling's a lot higher. But we just have mm. to wait for that to develop. I think with them. But now I have no doubts about him, mate. I think he's gonna be boss. Good. What about you, Dave? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think potentials there. Just needs a little bit of polishing, but he's you know he's he's shown enough that you can see what what he's got to offer. But yeah, he's he's just it's inconsistent, and I suppose like you you've got to expect that. I actually think I'd be tempted to just give him um, a little go on the left wing. You know that like maybe not now that Jota's back, it's not as pressing a need. But like when he came on against Arsenal, I thought that's where he was going to play initially. I thought yeah, put him there and let him just 
just run with it because he's good at that you know just getting it and running at people and cutting inside he can go both ways i wouldn't have him there as a long-term solution but i think he might be a, a it might be a decent option to just get him doing what he's good at but mm-hmm. especially because we have got like other midfield players so it's not like he started today i honestly don't know how he's starting ahead of curtis I don't know like what the thinking was because Curtis gets brought off against Arsenal presumably because they don't want him playing ninety minutes. But like, and I just thought, well, that's because he's going to play the next game. So it's a bit weird to see Curtis back on the bench for for this one today. Yeah. I don't really know what the what the thought process is there, but um, yeah, he's he's definitely a big talent. I think he'll just get better and better, and he'll probably outscore all of the other midfield players you know when he's playing regularly i think he'll get more goals than maybe not dom like dom looks like he should score more than he has done so far but i do think he'll bring more goals to the team than we've had previously with with our other midfield players you know they were very much let the forwards and and trent and robbo do their thing and and they'll fill gaps and do all the dirty work i think like this new version of of the midfield has got a lot more to it than that but um yeah, it's just we've got to see it from him week in, week out, and I think Kloppo loves him. You know, like when you see somebody interviews, and um, I saw one the other day with was it Ben Foster? I think did an interview with Klopp, yeah. and they were talking about um, a podcast that Milner did, and they said who's you know who's the player in the squad who's got the potential to just go mad and become world class, and he, he had said Darwin. Obviously, he wasn't around when Gravenberg and Dom come. And straight away, Klopp was like, yeah, but Millie didn't see Dom and, and Ryan. Like, you can tell he loves both of them. And I think there's definitely going to be more examples where Gravenberg won't be in great form and he'll still get picked. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what I said before. I think Kloppo and the coaching staff know that they've got to get through. That they've got to get minutes in him. He's got to get that experience. And they have to almost ignore how he's playing because they know how high his ceiling is. But you have to go through that tough period. So there might be other midfielders who are in better form. But they don't think their ceilings as high, so they're gonna pick right, like pick Gravenberg, so that he can push through it, and then you know they get the kind of rewards at the end of it. I think it's because of what he does as well. Like if they, if we're playing like a, a certain team, and like their focus is right, we've got to break the lines. We need someone who's gonna get past their midfield and yeah. open it up. We saw it today with with the one when Santa Berg just pulls them back because just that one little and he it's not it's not a one off he does it all the time when he yeah. receives the ball he's always already on the turn and he's, he doesn't need to take a touch and then go he's already like his body's in a position where the ball comes to him and with one touch he's away he doesn't need the two touches because he's got like such good control of his body like that and i think that's probably what what they want him to do is because he's he can take people out with just a little turn and then he's running at the defense then which opens it up and it's yeah. not something that the other midfielders do particularly well. So he is a bit unique in that regard. But um, I don't know. I mean, who would you... I'd have... Dom's not being in great form, but I still think like I'm picking Dom ahead of him. I'm picking Curtis ahead of him. I'm picking Harvey ahead of him at the moment, if it's me. But that's not a, a knock on him. That's just that like I think the others are all probably just should be ahead of him at the moment. But you do still want to get him on the pitch because he can do things. Just like the the athleticism and, and ability to just turn and get running at people, no one wants to play against that. You know, it's it's awkward to play against players who do stuff like that. But he just needs to be a little bit more polished in what he does. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Gakpo's a bit like that as well. Obviously, he's more experienced than that. But things that Gakpo does, 
he's he's good at like you know when he can get turned and run at people. But I do feel like he looks a little bit. I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for. Cumbersome's not not the right word, but he doesn't always look like he's got it fully under control. Uh, you know, just but but like you see yeah, the like potential. He needs as yeah, well. you're like oh, the, you know, he's that's almost you know he he could be yeah. really good if he just tidies that up a little bit. But he's going to come down to pace for me with Gakpo, to be honest. I think he's a nice, tidy footballer. I think he's clever. I think he can finish really well. I just think he just I'm not saying that, it. that bit. not going to say it. <laughs> I'm doing my best here, aren't I? Know. Aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. He's had a good game tonight, anyway. So yeah. uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't use his use his nickname unless yeah. it's uh, unless it's deserved. Uh, he, and he would have been on the score sheet tonight. He can hit them though as well, can't he, Gakpo? Like I yeah. want to see more of his like. I don't know. He's got some tremendous power in his, in his shot and Lovely, clean the one strike. that was saved. Yeah, the one that was saved before it rebounded back to him that he put away was fucking absolute hell of a strike as well. So, mm. um, I want to see more of that from him. Um, so there was a nice, there was another little um, scare before the end. We mentioned that Endo kind of was tiring a little bit, and he gave it away to to Larson. Larson took it early, thankfully shot wide because I think all of our hearts were in our mouth yeah. <laughs> a little bit then. Um, and then Diaz has a chance where he goes through on goal. Brownie, you talked about that. Uh, Great pass from Trent, but a lame finish. Decent save. That goalkeeper had an excellent game tonight, I thought, but um, we probably could have been more clinical with some of those chances, and that was definitely one of them. Um, but last minute, Jota, he'd only been on the pitch six minutes. I don't really recall him um, touching the ball much, but it was a you know a nice fast break, similar to Sunday, a Saturday night, really, when we had the, the five-on-one or the four-on-two or whatever it was. Um, and it makes its way through to Jota, squeezes it in from a tight angle, and finally we can put the game to bed. Then it feels like, um, you know, it feels like the three points are in the bag, Brownie. Finally. Yeah, yeah, I, li- I like the way that we use that. Like um, the five v three, wasn't it? That that one at the mm. end. Like so often you'll see when you've got like <laughs> you've got such an advantage running through that teams will always try and just go right through the middle. When when you've got a five v three, the best thing to do is use the width because it just it opens up more gaps. I said it earlier, though, I would have preferred to have seen Diaz have a go. Like, I think if he's fully, you know, confident when he gets that pass, he's just going to, on his right foot, just smash it. But he took the easy option by giving it out to Jota. Um, but, yeah, great finish from from a tight angle. I think the goalie will be a little bit disappointed because you shouldn't get beat, really, there, should you? He shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I think his body position was wrong, really, when, when a player's that far out wide you don't have your legs like open like that because yeah. you're, you're just making the target so much bigger he should really have them closed so that he can then save it with his feet if it comes that way so it's an error from him um i agree with you he had a good game overall didn't he but it was about time that he, he kind of didn't make a save um no that's just jota for you he's he's a funny one isn't he he, he gets some really weird goals don't he Diogo, like sometimes he'll miss a really easy one and then that kind of one you think he's got no right to score and then he'll just smash it in the corner. 
Um, it's a just in general, it's a boost to have him back, though. It really yeah. is a boost. When he came on the pitch, I was, as I said earlier on, I was just like, right, next chance, I wanted to fall to him because, uh, you know, you just you back him over anyone else, wouldn't you? Definitely. To, mm-hmm. to take not even close. It's not that, even close. That's, that's gonna be a, a big thing going forward for us, like. What was with the celebration? The big like Florida Gators chop. What's going on there? <laughs> I think he's, he's done that before, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's done that quite a few times. Yeah. I reckon he's just like doing different stuff, just so like FIFA have to create a new goal celebration for him. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, I genuinely think like he's like, what can I? I'll do something so I'll get like a new celebration on FIFA. All right. Well, maybe we can look into that. <clears throat> All right, fair enough. Three points sealed. And um, so I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. We are top of the league on goal difference. Um, should Aston Villa complete their victory over Manchester United? But How many more do five, Villa need to go above? Five. Another five. So it's cut, it's a, yeah, it's <laughs> not, not really clear cut, really. <laughs> <laughs> so Villa win 7-0 will be level on goal difference with them. Right now we have a, five, a goal difference of five. Um so yeah, that's good. I'm just looking at the table now. Goals conceded Can't sixteen after nineteen games. Villa. What the fuck's going on? United yeah. won't I, lose seven nil. When do United ever lose seven <laughs> <laughs> nil? Oh, and bless them. They're all excited about their investment from their new sugar daddy, sir. They do love a sir. United fans, don't they? Yeah. I did. I did get the second. Do you reckon? Do you reckon, do you reckon he'll get sacked? Ten jag. Not yet. Oh, they carry on. I think he'll get to the end I, of the season. I, What's I the point? To, What's the point, though? Who are they going to, they're not going to get anyone good. Not a mid-season. No, I think they should just let it play out and then they'll yeah, do something. They I hope like, they do. I mean, it's yeah, fucking entertaining, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need one of those things where they where they get the odd win from time to time. Yeah. So it just keeps That's today. Today, today would have been nice. You know, yeah, let them win today. Yeah. We were saying before, weren't we, how many times over the years have Aston Villa gone to Old Trafford and we've been like, come on, don't do Aston Villa things. Yeah. And then fucking, yeah. oh, it's just mad. Never rely on Aston Villa. That one in 2008 where they were 2 0 up and they lost 3 2. That's Correct. a familiar story as well, isn't it? When that mm-hmm. Makeda prick, who oh, was never God. heard from again, yeah. screwed <sighs> us over big time. Never mind. Not going to let those losers rain on our parade anyway. They're currently 8th. So we should still be top regardless of what Villa did. We should, unless... Yeah, we should still be top. Yeah. Who would Arsenal playing in this round again? West Ham. Yeah, what I say? Yeah, on Thursday night, yeah. I got West Ham. Okay. Nice. Are they at Two home? Two days for them to think about that then. Yeah, they are yeah, at home. They're okay, three points then, you'd yeah. think. Yeah, and Everton play City tomorrow, so you'd think that City will close back within um, a couple of points of us. Um, it hasn't been too damaging for City, unfortunately, that, that trip away because we drew with Arsenal and we drew with Man United and uh, I think Arsenal lost to Villa, didn't they? Well, since they've been gone as well, so it's kind of a little bit of a... That's the concern for me. I'm not really looking at anyone other than them. I've, I've already kind of made the point I think it's a little yeah. bit too early for us this season, which is frustrating. Um, I'm expecting them to go on a bit of a run now. Are you going to call me a shit house, Dave? Come on. No, no, it's all been said before. I don't need to add to it. We already know your shit house. <laughs> <laughs> Another clean sheet, though, tonight, lads. That's pretty good. Yeah. We've only conceded 16 league goals this season. I think we're boss um, defending. I'm really pleased with, with the defence. Don't Verge was boss again, by the way. He's Quance definitely is, good. Quanza is, is a first-team player. He's not He's not like a fringe player. You bring it. He's yeah. a proper, fully-fledged, 
you can put him in and he will play like a first team player. So impressed with him. That's really important as well with Canate yeah. because they clearly don't think he can play like two games in a week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we need to have someone to be able to come in, especially with Joel being out. Joel Gomez really good again today. Yeah. yeah. Once is so composed, he makes Verge look like the world's biggest stress head. It's like he's so fucking laid back. He makes Verge oh, look like Lovren. <laughs> <laughs> high praise no but you can see why he's why like Klopp calls him like Virgil 2.0 because there there is that similarity just in the way he carries himself he's a player though Quanta like did you see the one where the ball was like dropping from the um, like you know really big height and he just killed it straight away I was watching him recently at Anfield in the warm up fucking hell considering he's a centre-half. Like, he's doing all these tricks and stuff, you know, like, he, he's really good with the ball at his like feet. Verge. Like, Verge does yeah. all mad stuff in warm-ups and that yeah. as well, doesn't he? Next time you get there a chance to watch incident. him closely, he's class. There's another incident uh, tonight that could have gone awry with a with a little less composure where the ball's coming over the top and he he's you can see he's thinking about it. Like, does he, does he get up to head it or does he let it bounce? And he lets it bounce and then he just knocks it back more or less over his own head to Elliot, who's like waiting yeah. for it in midfield. And it's like, that's something that could be a pain in the ass if anybody else is, anybody else is tackling that. And it's just the level of maturity and game intelligence that he has and technique as well. It's, it's just adds up to a really good package and, and just really, he's been such a bonus for us in the way that Bacetic was last, last season. Yeah. Uh, the lesser spotted Bacetic. So, uh, yeah, so there we go. Um, should we take some list, uh, listener questions? Yeah. All right, fair enough. So a few people have asked, Fiona asked, and other people, I saw it from somewhere. How did we not beat Man United? Yeah. <laughs> Going back to that. I mean, like, <laughs> we'll be obviously asking rhetorical. That season, it's, it's we? Fucking, yeah, we will. Um, absolutely. But um, another one is Paul, does Paul... Paul Tierney understand the concept of advantage. That's by someone who's almost called Tierney, Tierney and Barrett. Don't think he does, does he? He gave that one. He gave the advantage, didn't he? And then Enzo gave the ball away. Yeah. But it was Joe Gomez, I think, got got wiped out on the touchline, yeah. and he didn't give it. And then Enzo just passes it straight to the it's player. It's the right decision, to be fair. That one. <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, much as I want to have a go on there, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's just a bad pass on it. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, GW Grazy Walker asks, uh, Brownie, I'll come to you on this. Hand on heart, is Nunez good enough? And I'm a massive fan of him. Um, for, uh, Is he good? He's, he's good enough to, to play for us. <laughs> uh, it depends. Is he good enough for what, though, to be what? Like, you know, 30, you 30 goals. Doesn't matter. Goals going whatever out, whatever it know. is, the answer is yes, he's good I enough. I don't know. I don't know. Is he going to be as good as Dave thinks he's going to be? Probably not. Um, he's going to contribute, yeah. I don't I don't know, to be honest. I haven't got a fucking clue. He does my head in. I don't know. I flip-flop with him all the time. And I blame him for that, not me. No, me uh, that's that's on you. That's not him. You being a fickle bastard. That's that down to Darwin. Well, what do you think, Chris? Um, I don't ever think he's going to be as what we need him to be. I think he's he's going to be handy, he's going to contribute, he's going to score goals. There'll be times when he looks like a world beater. But I just don't think that top strikers in big clubs just don't go 12 games without scoring. It's, it just doesn't happen. 
I bet they you they do. I bet you there's loads of Who, examples when? of it. I bet you if you look D- back... Dave, and, and Dave, when he was in the youth team, you went 13 games, didn't you? No, I never, games, never, never. Like, what about, like, you know, I mean, just let's just go... Like, Harry Kane doesn't go fucking 12 or 13 goals games without a goal, does he? Like, Fowler didn't, Owen didn't, Torres didn't, Suarez didn't. But if, if you look back, they may well have. I don't think so. You'd be hearing about it. like I mean, obviously, like people like Crouchy did, but uh, you know, I hold Nunez to a higher standard than Peter Crouch, as effective as he was. But um, I just don't think top strikers do that. And and he's twenty four now. He's old enough to. I know, but um, it's a misnomer when you're talking about like thirteen games because probably like five of them he's come on as a sub for like the last twenty. It's minutes. not though, it's is not, it? Like it's, it should, it's all it should just go on start. Making. No, but when you when you're throwing out numbers like that, thirteen games. It's not that it's not like he started all of those games and played the full match. So it's it, although technically he's gone thirteen games without a goal, it's not really or twelve, I think it was, wasn't it? Wasn't today the thirteenth. Either way, it's not the same as how it used to be when like Ian Rush would play ninety minutes every single game. He would never be subbed. He would never be left on the bench. So if he's gone twelve games without a goal, that's a big thing. That's like twelve full games he's played. It's not like that. It's like you'd have to look at it now. Like per minute on the pitch, you look at the stats per minute, not per game, because it's misleading when you're looking at it from games. Okay. And I think his numbers, like goals and assists per minute, are still pretty good. But halfway okay. through the season, and he's got five league goals. Are we just counting league goals now? We're ignoring everything else. Is that? Well, the, the league's the most important thing. You're just, for me, it's whatever, so it's, you're just doing it to whatever no, suits that, your that, argument. That's not suiting any that's argument. That's a is. fact. It it's is. literally a fact. We're halfway yeah. through the season. He's got five league goals. That's just a fact. We're talking about this, and he scored tonight. So, you know, fair play to him. But um, by the same token, like I, over the last couple of weeks, there's been a couple of I'd say like average strikers who've got like Premier League hat tricks, like Solanke, your boy Solanke, and Chris Wood got one today. And I was watch I watched that Forest game today, and it, it might this might sound a little bit outlandish, but I think it would put a lot of the the Darwin debate to bed if we could get like one game out of him that was up to the game that that Chris Wood had for Nottingham Forest today. But like, how many games the has Chris Wood had that in his career though? I don't know. You None. Know, but... <laughs> but like the goals Chris Wood scored today were fucking brilliant. Be they were so well taken. Really I'm not knocking that at all, but. You want? I'll go back to what you said about me earlier on. Sun even shines on a dog's ass some days. <laughs> yeah. But I do agree yeah, that, that Darwin needs just a game like that just to put it to bed and stop people from like overanalyzing it. You thought he was going to get an hat trick? I today, did. Didn't I you, did Dave? think he was going to get yeah. an hat trick today. I was convinced he would. When, when he got he the scored, first one, that no. was the first thing in my head. I thought, oh, for fuck's sake. He's yeah, I'd be said. I'd said before the game that Darwin hat trick incoming, yeah. but um, yeah, didn't work out that way. And let's hope today is the start of him getting on a roll a little bit now, because um, we know we've got you know, next. We, we need him. Who we play? Oh next? yeah, well it's his, it's his team, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Newcastle. We should back to them as well. By the way, they look like Real they've completely ran out of gas. Then they will shit ours it mm-hmm. massively next week. The time wasting is going to be off the fucking charts when we play them. Yeah. We thought last year was bad. It's going to be ten times worse because. They've got they're like they're struggling so badly now, they're just gonna want to get through that game however they can. Fucking Joe Linton. Oh, remember him last year? Seven times he went down wanting the physio on. Mm-hmm. Seven times in one game. That's gotta be unprecedented. Yeah. At least like Nick yeah. Pope's not gonna be there to do it though. Yeah. He's out injured, well, the so key, beat the other I mean team. the key is just like it was tonight, just 
don't make life life difficult for us. Get the first goal and get yeah. it early, and yeah. life becomes <coughs> pardon me, life becomes a lot easier when you when you do that and not put yourself behind the eight ball. Yeah. Um, it's looking increasingly like our top of the league status is going to survive for tonight because Manchester United have got one back. It's two one now, so Villa now needs six. Okay. To overtake us. Maybe they get another one well, back and it ends well, in a draw. Yeah, there you go. It's weird to be pushing wanting for that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, for two reasons, yeah. it's weird wanting United to do well, but it's also weird to be concerned about Aston Villa. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a question here from Paul Calland about our corners, and quite a lot of the questions are quite negative tonight, really, considering we've we, we've had a decent win and we're top of the league. So just context and everything. But corners, why are we so ineffective? We used to be a real threat for a few years ago. Real threat a few years ago. This season. And last, very little. We have height. We, in theory, we have excellent strikers of a dead ball. So, what is the problem? You want to take that, Dave? Uh, I don't think it is a problem. I just think it's one of those phases where you have a spell where, like, they're just not going in, and then we might score like three goals from corners in the next couple of games. Like, we've had chances. We just haven't put them away. Like uh, against uh, United, Canate put a free header over the bar. Uh, second half Gakpo I think that was a free kick though wasn't it the Gakpo one but yeah we have had chances from corners we've just um, I don't know just it's one of them things I don't. I think we're still quite high up in the, the set piece goals I think we're like in the top five I think Everton might be number one I've seen a, a, a list last <laughs> week I think Everton the top Sean Dyche number one in set pieces who'd have thought, <laughs> who'd have thought, who'd have thought that? that but yeah um I don't think it's a problem as such. I just think it's maybe we're in a little bit of a, a down spell with them. Uh, a couple of a couple of chance deliveries weren't the best today, but we know that there's qualities there, so I'm not worried about that. But I do feel like that's a it's a big thing, you know, in those tight games when you've not really got it and you're not playing well, when you can just nick it with a set piece. It's a, such a big mm-hmm. advantage to have. So yeah, hopefully they will start to flow again soon. Yeah, definitely. Virgil should be getting like six to eight goals a season easy, shouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a problem either, to be honest. I agree with what you said Mm. there. It feels like the the games I go to at Anfield, like we we create a lot of chances from them. Like, it feels like Virgil and Canate, they get like stuck under the ball a lot. Do you know, like they they tend to head the ball over the bar a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like they go a little bit too early or they jump a little bit too early. Um, but I don't think it's a massive problem overall. I haven't got the stats to hand, but I still think we have scored some from set pieces. And they, they like I see them as like bonus goals. To be honest with you, like the the set piece ones, and mm-hmm. I'm more concerned about creating chances, scoring goals from open mm-hmm. play than set pieces. They tend to pad you out a little bit, don't they? So, don't think it's a massive problem. Also, Virgil's getting wrestled on every oh, single corner and nothing ever gets there. done about it so if you're wondering why Verge isn't getting like a free run at corners it's because he's getting fouled all the time and it just never gets given mm-hmm. yeah. yeah good stuff and one more um, this is for you Dave um, Ash asks he, he says he find out that quiche is a French word can you give me the correct pronunciation please <laughs> I would call it quiche yeah I would okay. Sorry okay. to disappoint everyone, but no, I would say quiche. I was really looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because it's all about like sounding like a knobhead. So I, I just quiche doesn't make you sound like a knobhead. Now, if you I was to pronounce to, it another way, like you don't have to what, mispronounce things. Does what, like what would I, made. what would I have to pronounce that as? Like quick chi. So, I, but I'd sound like quick a tit, wouldn't I? So quiche is like is fine. 
Whereas the whole reason, the whole like croissant thing, was because. So you sound, you think you don't sound like a knobhead? I'd sound like I, I'd sound like a just, worse knobhead if I said it like I was pretending to be French. <laughs> no. Now, uh. really, like the some people call it like a croissant. I'm like, okay, I can live with that. That's that's probably good. That's probably better than the way I say it. Than like croissant, you know, croissant. Yeah, croissant. That's fine. It's when you go, oh, croissant. No, you sound like a knobhead. <laughs> Unless you're French. Yeah, that, In which I've case, never you're heard French anyone say, do the oh right, bit. If you're French yeah. and you say that, sounds, well, maybe it John, sounds good. Maybe John. But if you're not French and you say that, it sounds pretentious. It makes you sound like a wanker. So no, that that's the whole reason for that. It's not like every. Every French word, I, I pronounce it like the way it's spelt. It's it's so not you, that. So you just pick and choose, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. it's on a case by case basis. You just there's no there's no rationalising. It's just okay. Davis. Okay, okay. I'll rationalise it for you. So, what's the capital of France? Paris. Paris. Not not Paris. Not Paris, Chris. It's Paris. Yeah, but it's like it's a it's a it's a name, isn't it? So it's like it's it's. Commonly known as Paris around the world. Don't care. Like, m- yeah, just m- like same logic applies here. Why are you not calling like it Moscow? Paris? Isn't pronounced Moscow in like Russian? Is it? They'll have like a fucking Russian word for whatever it is or something. But why are you not calling it Paris? That's how the French pronounce it. Because it's Paris. It's and the it's, commonly accepted and fucking it's name for it. <laughs> No, you're no, like the only person. Nobody who fucking it a calls it that. Okay, and not like nobody you say. Nobody I've I've accepted that croissant is actually better than than what I would that say. So not. I will probably use croissant from now on. I, I feel think that like might that's be better. worse though. No, it might be worse if you're gonna do it a bit. Or you croissant. Well it. Like Americans call it like a croissant, don't they? Yeah, croissant. Yeah. But you yeah, can't say it in an American accent, or you sound like a tit again. So you've just got to say it in whatever your own accent is. You're not saying it in your accent, though. You're just saying it. You're just doing it to be a fucking bellend. No, I'm just saying. Look, I'm <laughs> saying the word. If I was to say it like a Frenchman, but with my accent, I'd sound like a tit, wouldn't I? No, you wouldn't. No, I would. No, you wouldn't. You're pissing me off now, anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm happy well. with, with my stance on this. Skin. All right. If you were in Paris, then, would you ask for a croissant if you were on Aldi? Is that what you'd do? I'd probably just point. <laughs> I'd go like one of them. <laughs> I wouldn't say anything because I'd sound like Let's an absolute not get on twat in France. So, so like, I don't even want to like open the can of worms with the pan of chocolate. Fuck it out. Pan of chocolate. Pan of chocolate. All right, yeah. moving on. Should we have a look at the Newcastle game? Oh, New Year's Day then. A few days to rest Please. and recover now. Uh, it's Monday, right? New Year's Day. It's Monday, so Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Five. So five full days off, which is great. And um, Newcastle come to Anfield, Brownie, sort of really struggling. I think they've lost four out of their last five games. Um, ridden, ridden with injuries, form is terrible, and they look like they're a bit of a sinking ship at the moment. So what we identified in the calendar like a few months ago when we were looking at this Christmas period of like you know Man United, well, well it was four games really, wasn't it? Man City. Arsenal, Man United, and uh, and Newcastle. This one isn't really looking as as not intimidating. That's the wrong word, but fraught as it as it was yeah. uh, two or three months ago. That's a good point, actually, because um, it feels like 
obviously we've dropped two points against United. I mean, massively dropped points. Arsenal, yeah. Yeah, draw it at home. Still, for me, that's dropped points. Any game at Anfield, I want us to be winning. Um, on paper, you'd think Newcastle will be difficult, but I don't think it will be, based on what I've seen out of them recently. They look like they just cannot cope with playing this amount of games. You see it like quite often, don't you, these teams who qualify for Europe? They think it's all great until they actually have to then go and deal with playing the games every yeah. three days. They just can't cope with it. They look like a really... They look finished. They look like they need the season to end now. Um, so I would expect us to just run all over them. And I think what Dave said um, earlier is true. They're just going to try and shit out the way through the game, aren't they? I'd expect three points. And then when you look back at those runner fixes that you just mentioned, it starts looking a bit more healthy, doesn't it? Um so yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I think we'll be fine. I don't I don't see anything out of them to worry. Um especially yeah. with be heady how uh, his record at Anfield whenever he comes like uh, in the past when we weren't having a very good spell, they always wanted us to play Bournemouth, you know, mm-hmm. when he was there because they would tend to come at I know it'll be different. They're going to be probably putting 10 men behind the ball and sitting in and just trying to frustrate, but I don't even think he can do that. I don't even think they've got the legs to do that. So I, I expect a comfortable win to be honest. Yeah, Dave, I'm sure you feel the same. Yeah, I think it, there's two ways it can go. It's either going to be a real scrappy, horrible affair where they just totally spoil the game and they're hanging on and we might make hard work of it, or we're going to annihilate them. I think like an early goal. It's all about getting the second yeah. goal. I think yeah. we'll get the first goal. No first problem, goal, but first goal we get gets, gets us on our way, you know, gets the crowd, like you know, well, keeps the crowd going. So I'm sure the crowd will be well up for that like uh, night game and that. Um, but the second goal is always key when you're playing teams you do that because one goal doesn't change it. They're quite happy to just get to 80 minutes and then have a goal, like try to get something late on if it's still 1-0. So the second goal always destroys a team that wants to, to play like they're going to try to play. But the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause for thought is that most of their problems are being like the, you know, the massive injury crisis that they've had based on like he's playing the same players every week. Instead of rotating it, and playing maybe, you know, you might have like players you don't necessarily want to play, but you have to because you don't want to put the same team out every week. He's picking like an unchanged lineup, like five games on the bounce or something. I'm like, nobody does that, especially when you're playing twice a week. So part of their problems are self-inflicted because he's not rotating enough. They've got injuries, they've got like tiredness, they're struggling with the two games a week, but they've got a week now between today's game and next week's game. So might give them a bit of time to you know get a little bit of rest maybe they get a couple of injured players back it might they might be a bit better next week than they have been recently because they have been shocking um it's it's quite funny like seeing what's happened to Kieran Trippier you know he had that little run in with the fan away at Bournemouth and ever since then he's just been given goals away every single game he's just he's an absolute car crash at the moment and I do think he's a really good player but he's where I mean, you'd think like he's used to playing twice a week because he was at Atletico Madrid playing in the Champions League, mm. but he looks an absolute mess at the moment. So I don't know what's gone on there, like, but you know he's probably their best player and he's struggling badly. Don't really think anyone else is playing particularly well for them. So um, Anthony Gordon's having like a good season, but you know, fucking like the horrible rat. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's a game we should win, but I have got it in my mind. We need a strong referee. Because of the time wasting, you know, okay. I can't remember who it was last year, but the referee in that game last year just let them do it. He did nothing to stop it. It was pathetic. So yeah, get my boy Chris Kavanagh in charge. That'll do. 
enough. I want to um, talk about Arsenal. To... I want to talk about the Arsenal game for a sec. Just because Brownie's on. saying there about he thinks that, you know, it's two points lost. I think it's interesting, like, the different reactions in players. Like, Arsenal's players are all, like, on social media going on about, like, yeah, you know, it's a good point away from home and, like, you know, we we move on and all this stuff. And, and Mo basically apologised for us not winning the game. <laughs> like, Mo's message about, we know this is not good enough to keep dropping these points. And, like... I feel like that's kind of significant because it kind of tells me that our players are looking at that going, for fuck's sake, you know, we should be winning these games. And Arsenal are like, oh, we've gone to Anfield and we've got a point in that. So it does make me think that our players, their mentality is that this league's there to be won and we should be beating these teams. So I kind of took a little bit of heart from that because Endo as well, Endo was saying like, you know, we need to be winning these games and I just thought it was interesting, like, the difference. I know they were away from home and they've got a bad record at Anfield and that, but still, you know, two teams who are chasing the title and one is, like, really disappointed at not winning the game and the other's like, yeah, yeah, we've got a point there. That's great, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I, I felt a bit more encouraged by, like, if this is our players' mindset, they're looking at that and going, oh, you know, we need to be beating them. So I thought that was good. Arsenal fans, by the way, their reaction, like <laughs> the way they've carried on since that game. You know, I always think like that we might have like the worst fan base on Twitter. You know, you see so much stuff. And it's probably just because we're subjected to that more than anything else because that's, you know, we're yeah. Liverpool fans. We see more of that than we see from other teams. But Especially every time. If you you well, go on that Twitter for you tab because oh, that's yeah. the fucking. You're bound to see a dozen things that piss you off there yeah. in the space of about. 30 seconds, but go ahead. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. You, you're subjected to that more. So I'm not really seeing what Arsenal fans are like week to week. But every time when I think, oh, you know what, we might have the worst fans on Twitter, then I'll see something from Arsenal fans. I go, no, they're, they're still the worst. They're so bad. Some of the shit that they... And, you know, I want to make the, the distinction here before like, I go, because well, I'm not tarring all Arsenal fans with the same brush. You've basically got Arsenal fans and you've got Gooners. And if you if you <laughs> yeah. if you meet someone and they go, oh yeah, I'm an Arsenal fan, you can have like a a, a normal conversation with them. You know, the chances are they'll be sound. I actually don't mind Arsenal fans when they'll go, oh I'm a goon. Like oh no, he's a cunt. You just know it's an instant yeah, you know. cunt identifier. Yeah. You just know, yeah. and that's the difference between the two of them. So like their social media, some of the stuff that I've been seeing from their fans, they're like the worst of the FIFA generation. You know, like just with like the shit that they come out with, they were actually accusing us of overwatering the pitch to stop Arsenal's passing game. Like we were scared of Arsenal, so we overwatered the pitch. And it wasn't just like one random knobhead who said it. It was a thing that like got picked up on, and loads of them were talking about it. I'm like, what? When did you last win at Anfield? Yeah. You think we're scared of you? <laughs> Seriously? And then there's all like the shit about. Um, Declan Rice on that that like you know the five versus two counter attack we had. Now Declan Rice had a really good game. I'm not knocking Declan Rice. I think he's a really good player. But they were like talking as though Declan Rice single handedly stopped like a a five against one attack. And it's like what are you talking about? The crossbar, the crossbar saved you. Not Declan Rice. Declan Rice didn't impact at that at all really. He was like, and nor should he. He's not in a position where he can do anything against five players. They're always going to pass it round him and someone's going to get a shot in. There's nothing you can do about it. But they're just like the most annoying fans on, on Twitter. It's like, they're just pure FIFA gobshites. And like yeah. I say, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's all Arsenal fans. Loads of Arsenal fans are sound. And I, I think generally, 
in terms of the big clubs, I think Arsenal are probably like the ones who you'd have kind of more respect for. They're like I wouldn't say similar to us, but they're more similar to us than any of the other big teams. Yeah, you know, know, we can relate to Arsenal fans a lot more than we can relate to Chelsea fans and even even Tottenham fans who are basically like the Evertonians in North London. And then obviously there's the two mank teams and that. So I don't really mind Arsenal fans, but Gooners can fuck off. It's like the old Chris Rock sketch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's two sides. There's Arsenal fans and there's Gooners. Gooners have got to go. (laughs) (laughs) Every time Arsenal fans trying to have a good time, ignorant ass Gooners fucking it up. (laughs) Gosh. Um... So yeah, I know I agree with you. They're they're weird, aren't they? They've been yeah. really, really, really weird since the weekend. But I think a lot of it is down to that Twitter for you tab. Like it's mm. it's it's a deliberate mechanism to enrage you into engaging with it. So I I kind of tend tend to ignore that. But like I've been sick for the last few days, so haven't really been doing anything other than messing around on my phone. And it sucks you in. It's like yeah. And then I find myself like reposting it with rebuttals and taking the piss out of it and that kind of stuff and basically just giving it oxygen. Um, so yeah, best best off ignored. But I do I, I do think there's sort of like a shared kinship there between us and then we've kind of fought the same battles against the same enemies and gone toe to toe in for league titles and had the same successes and disappointments down the years and I think there is a there's a main in the main there's a mutual respect. Like they don't I think you just said this, I kinda of was checking on the United game which is now two two, but like Ooh. they don't come to Anfield Told and sing you. about it, like I, th- I think United yeah. have just scored again. <laughs> no <Jesus>. way. <laughs> they do this from time to time, don't they? They've villain it off. Villain of villain it off. Should just keep Eric in uh, in a job for a few more weeks. So you you know um, you've seen the stuff that I'm talking about. Then if you've been like looking at like Twitter this week, you've seen all this shit from Arsenal fans. Sorry, from Gooners, and mm-hmm. it does just make you scratch your head. And you're like, what the fuck? What do these people? Are these real? Or are they? And then sometimes they'll come out with absolute shit. And then when they get pulled up on it, they'll they'll do like the little fishing rod emoji or something like that. Like, nah, that's not what that was. That's just you being a bell end. But they had a... They've always been like that, though. When they had, like, Wenger there and they had a boss team, they had mm. Thierry Henry, they had Vieira, they were the absolute worst, weren't they? Arrogant fucking knobheads. They weren't Shoot the worst, because United were the worst. all that. Because, you know what I was thinking the other day? <laughs> what happened to that, you've only come to see United chant? You don't hear that anymore, do you? <laughs> so I remember every game, they'd be, like, they'd be singing that. That's just the height of arrogance. They'd be singing it at Anfield. Like, fair enough, if it's an away game in the Cup against a lower league team, like they, those fans have only come because they're playing United. But they'd go to Arsenal away, and they'd go to Anfield, and they'd be singing, you only come to see United. I haven't heard that chant in years. They must have just had to retire it now, because like, they're so shit. And we're Man United, we do what we want. Yeah, <laughs> that's another one, yeah. yeah. No. They might be singing the old, uh, you've only come to see United tonight, though, if they'd be Villa. Might be Taunton Villa with that. There you go, good on them. Uh, okay, so um, back to Newcastle then, Brownie, for um, for a hot second. Uh, will you be starting Jota, do you think? And alongside who? Probably not. I think that you've got to be careful with the hamstring injuries, haven't you? I don't. I don't think you can have ten minutes and then necessarily go straight in. It's a week, I though. Think maybe. Right. Yeah, I know, but you you have to be careful with them. I'd maybe yeah. give him half an hour just because he's gonna be like we we said before how important he's gonna be in the yeah. second half of the season. I don't want him like picking up any more injuries if we, if we can help it. So 
I'd be wrapping them up a little bit in cotton wool, just give them half an hour. Um, and Darwin scored, Danny. So, you know, you'd like to think he'd be a little bit more confident. Plus, as we already said before, Newcastle, they're his boys. So I think he needs to play. Um, I don't know about the... Diaz for me, no, shouldn't be starting. I don't know if we're going to get on to talking about the team in general, Chris. But um, yeah, go on. I, I don't think I don't think Diaz should start. But then if you're not starting, Jota, I'd probably go with Gakpo on the left again. Yeah, same. Like he, yeah, he did well tonight, so I think give that another go. No problem with that. Always going to play, and we know that. Um, midfield's the interesting one. I'd expect a little bit of rotation. I think Dom will come back in. Uh, Curtis or Harvey, probably Curtis. I think will start. I think he'll stick with Endo. It looks like for me now, Endo's definitely he's nailed down that sixth place, and he like he definitely in the last yeah. three or four games looks like he's <coughs> got used to the system. He's settled. He's still got some flaws. He's not going to be perfect, is he? Based on what we paid for him and where you know the stage of his career and all the stuff that we spoke about before, but he looks like he's used to the system now. So I think he's going to be playing pretty much every game. Uh, you think Canate will come back in? Um, and then I think the rest of it picks itself, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. McAllister, where, where he might be back for that. Do you think? Possibly. Maybe be, he wouldn't he back come back in the... Training, yeah. I don't know. I think he's close, but I don't think he'd be back in the uh, in the starting lineup. But if he's on the bench, it means we don't have to play Endo for 90 minutes again because he mm. has played quite a lot recently. So Yeah, that would be good. It'd be nice to have him to bring on like for the last 20 or something. What yeah. about what about the others? Is that like I don't even want to mention his name, Thiago. But He's just like, not even mention him. Are they close? I don't, don't know. know. Did you see what he did? Like the he put something. He posted a picture. Like cryptic picture yeah, of him, like people went wild. Yeah, and everyone thought, "Oh, he's back!" And I was like, "No, he's not." I'm like, "What are you posting that for? Why are you posting that picture? What's the purpose? Posting a picture with like no caption? It was just a picture of like what was it? Was it his boots or the training ground? Like the door to the training ground? Something?" And everyone was like, "Oh, it must mean that he's back." And I'm like, "No, he's not back. Still not training with the rest of them." So do we don't. Do we even know what his injury is? I got a clue. Yeah. Could be anything I'm with him. Past caring, to be honest, just move move past it. I, I love like... him, and I think I've I, I think I've moved on from him now. To be honest, like it, a couple of months ago, I'd have probably still been thinking, "No, he's he's going to have an impact. He's he's going to be important this season." I'm at the point now where I'm like, just fucking let him go. Like we've got plenty of other yeah. midfielders. There's other ones in form. Um, Endo settled. Like where was he going to play anyway? Was he going to play as one of the eights? Was he going to play as the six? I think that was a bit of. Bit up in the air, wasn't it? Start yeah. of the season. It'd have to be one I, of the I'm six. I'm not asked like anymore. Playing as a six, or maybe if they play two sixes, I still yeah. think he, you know, he, if he was fit, he could contribute definitely because he's fucking quality. Yeah, he is. But then he's been out for so long; it'll take him a while to get back up to speed. Anyway, by the time like he's and he'll be going in the summer, so yeah. it's almost like, what's the point? No, like we haven't got time yeah. to be getting him sharp. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It goes back to the point earlier that we're in a rush here, lads. Come on, we can't we can't be like pandering to to your fitness level for you to fuck off anyway in the summer yeah like just just move on from him oh, it's a shame because i loved watching him he's a great player yeah are you are you do you think in hindsight that because he came to us with a patchy injury record and, yeah, and a big fee do you think that in hindsight it was the right signing to it was a signing that we should have made are you happy that he played for us or would you know if you could have the time and money back would you have maybe got somebody else it's easy to say it was a big departure for what we did really wasn't yeah. it like he was yeah. 
you know, older age profile, not great injury records, not necessarily someone that you'd associate with having in a Liverpool midfield. Style um, of play as well. It, it was the start yeah. of that evolution of moving more to like the possession based yeah. stuff, wasn't it, really? Like, I don't regret it. Me. I've got no regrets. regrets. It's easy to say the way it's turned out, but, yeah. you know, at, at the time, I, did, I thought it was good. And, yeah, it's not worked out, but. No regrets. And it was 20 million quid. It wasn't like we paid huge amounts of money. And I think it was like 5 million a year. That was the deal he negotiated, wasn't it? We pay off his fee in like 5 million instalments or something. Yeah. So it was a, it was a, it was a good deal, like financially. Only thing is, like, whatever wage he's been on, basically, like, he's been available for less than half the games, I think. So you can double, like, his salary for the time he's been fit. So that's not yeah. great, but... He you made know. a big contribution as well to the season. He really he did. He yeah. nearly won everything. And I, I, mean? I loved Think watching back him. To some of them big performances. And you know what? One thing as well, he he wasn't like some fancy Dan. He just wanted to get on the ball and pass it. He fucking got stuck in. He was like throwing tackles in. He'd run about. Winning headers. I've got, yeah, I've got absolutely no, no, like nothing but love in my heart for Thiago. It's just unfortunate that yeah. like he was never available. But I'm glad I got to watch him play. I thought he was a brilliant player. Yeah, well said. Um, anything else you guys want to add about the game uh, tonight or looking ahead to New Year's Day against Newcastle? Brownie, I'll come to you first. No, I don't think so, mate. I think that's that's everything, yeah. Yeah. Dave? Uh, no, I've just seen a, another question on Twitter. Uh, Callum L says, is Darwin the greatest Uruguayan of all time? Like, that's obviously a little... <laughs> a little trying to put me on the spot because of me two boys, but... Um, no, it's Suarez. Darwin's the second greatest... Okay. Diego Forlan for me. Oh, you know what? I, I did like Forlan, even though he played for United. I always liked him and thought he was a good player. But it, no, it's it's obviously it's Suarez, Darwin, and then Seb Quartes. Have you booked your <laughs> flight for January yet? No, because you said me. I'm not welcome. You're welcome. You can come. <laughs> I'm just joshing with you. You're going to have so <laughs> much fun watching like Suarez and Messi. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I just um, you'll be I'm a bigger sure fanboy than me. I bet. I, I, no, I don't think I'm going to be. I don't think I'm going to be that. Um, but he is going to. He is a. He's going to be a majorly good signing for them. I think they'll they'll win the MLS next year because they've got him. Like Messi was great for like all of the optics and the you know the razzmatazz and what it does for the profile of the club and the league, as well as you know the fact that he's still amazing on the field. But I think Suarez will really like turn them into just like a winning machine because of his mentality and. He's not going to be one of those who's just going for a little retirement, is he? He's going to go there and he's going to like yeah. have the same winning mentality that he's always had. So I think with Does him and Alba and Busquets and Messi... Do you actually like, go and watch them at all, Chris? I do. Have, I mean, I did before um, they signed Messi and now I can't afford it because, you know, you know what America's like with oh, capitalism yeah. and, um, you know, the, the ticket to go and see a Messi game is about like... Hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty dollars, which is about hundred and twenty pounds, um, wow. and that's on the primary market before you get to the secondary market stuff. But I, I can go whenever I want to cover the games, which is generally how I, how I go and go and watch into Miami. So I'll, I'll definitely be going to see him quite a bit, and hopefully have some interactions with him as well. And so yeah, I'll hopefully be covering some um, some Luis Suarez games for into into Miami. Uh, next year and I'll keep you all posted on his progress. Um, so yeah, but as for Liverpool, we are 
still top of the league tonight um, with Arsenal playing on Thursday. It looks for all the money in the world that um, Manchester United are going to complete their comeback and beat Aston Villa 3-2. So that's a bonus for us. Gives us a little bit of breathing room between us and Villa. Three points now separating us and them if that result home if that result holds. Um, the floodgates didn't open for the Reds tonight uh, at Burnley. They perhaps should have. But as we said in the intro... Um, some poor refereeing and um, some poor finishing aside, it would have looked a lot healthier than it did. Hopefully those goals do come against Newcastle on New Year's Day. A nice few days to prepare for that one now. And, uh, you know, a nice opportunity to put them to the sword as they're in a bad moment. Um, thanks to Brownie and Dave for um, their contributions to the pod tonight. Uh, thanks to you all for listening. Hope you all had a great Christmas. Uh, we're looking forward to going full steam ahead in the new year as the Reds hopefully continue this title challenge. There's a prospect of uh, an exciting few months ahead. So enjoy Christmas week, and we'll see you again on New Year's Day. Until then, we'll catch you soon. best word I can say but uh, will describe this was boom. <laughs> 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 Ooh, what was this? It was really good.